Welcome to the Victor Collins Sabre podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down-to-earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message. All right, let's pray. It's wonderful to be here. I want to speak to you tonight. Amen. Father, tonight, thank you for your loving kindness and tender mercies towards us. Thank you for the church here in East La Penitence, in Georgetown. Thank you for what you do, what you can do, and what you would want to do. The Bible says there are many devices in the heart of a man, but nevertheless, it is the counsel of you, O God, that will stand. I pray your purpose will stand tonight. Speak to us, O God, like only our Heavenly Father can. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your power here tonight. In Jesus' name, somebody said amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated, please, in the presence of the Lord. It's good to be here tonight. We see many of you that I know and some of you that I don't know. Amen. I see my Palestinian uh, grandson. And the back there, there's a Taliban. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Hope everybody's okay. Everybody, all right. Jonathan, I was asking about Jonathan Joseph the other day. How are you doing? You okay? Nice. And your is it Jared? Where's Jared? Jared, are you behaving yourself? You good? Uh huh. And then was Josiah. Oh, that's Josiah. Oh, the older one is Josiah. And the, the, the fat one, is there a fat one now called Jonathan? Hey, how are you doing? You good? You remember me? You still live in the scheme? You move out yet? <laughs> yeah. Don't follow Sister Caroletta, you know. She won't move nowhere. <laughs> Wonderful. It's always good to be in Georgetown, isn't it? This is, I don't know if you remember, I think Sister Denise might even remember something like this. I remember uh, her husband told me one day that the reason why she, he doesn't like coming to church is that when he comes, he remembers where he used to stand and, and smooch girls. Because this used to be a club. I said, you don't know about that. Oh, that's that the old man has to come around sometimes to show you the history of the place. There's something we call oral tradition in history. Oral tradition, which means that information is passed on from generation to generation through the, just the mouth of the older ones. You see, if you grow up in the midst of older people, there are a lot of things you get to know that you don't learn basically anywhere. Pinky, isn't it? You're you are harboring t- uh, Taliban and... and, and uh, the suicide bombers. Yeah. Bring Interpol to your house. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Right. So, oral tradition means the things that you will get to know, you find out that you can't read anywhere. And there are so many of that. I remember my father, um, I was privileged to teach in my hometown during my national service after A-levels. Um, I went back to my village to teach. I was a math teacher, science teacher, and all of that. And my dad will come um, at certain weekends, you know, for funerals. You know, these old people in funerals, they're like, I mean, I think Georgetown is a little spoiled, so you don't see culture properly. You, you see culture more in the villages. The villages, you say, oh, your cousin something died. When you're in Georgetown, you don't even know whether you have a cousin. You can easily marry your cousin or sex your cousin. You wouldn't even know. Yeah. Because the older ones are not around to point you to relationships. Heinz. Is Jada Heinz? Oh, that's a little Heinz. That's a little one. That's a little one. Okay. Where is Jada? Oh. You get big, girl. All right. Good to see you. Ah, you understand? So when you're in the villages, you know. 
I mean, if you ask Sister Lizzo, she will tell. When she goes to Linden, she knows all her family. But Georgetown, there's no family. You just work home, work home, work home. No family. But when you go to Linden, you say, oh, yeah, you auntie this. Da, da, da. Many of you don't know your family. Because you are growing up in Georgetown. And so sometimes it even makes you not feel connected to many people. You become a loner, a lone ranger. You don't believe in relationships. Relationships don't mean anything to you because you are just growing up on your own. It's you and your mother or you and your father or you and your grandmother. Everybody else is cut off. Do you get it? But I'm saying that there are a lot of memories. There are a lot of things here. Georgetown will always be the center and the, the, the most important part of the church here in Guyana. For those who are new and who don't know. Yeah. Rhonda, I mean, it was a very great, great ambition and with great excitement when I came into this area and Big Teeth opened these two doors to, for me. And I came in here, knelt down around somewhere here with Dion, Abigail, I think Larry, and then his son, and I think Greg, knelt down somewhere here. And then we prayed and we said, Lord, give us this building. Where were you? <laughs> is it Michelle? No, it's not Michelle. Shemika. It's Shemika. It's Shemika? Ah, okay. All right. Lady Pastor Shemika. Okay, all right. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> all right, you're blessed. Where were you, Rashawn? You will know what? That's what I'm saying. That Sister Denise's husband said that it's very difficult for him to come here to serve God because he has been here drinking and dancing and whining and backballing Saturday night. So to come here on a Sunday morning after so many years, I'm sure Sister Donna used to come here too. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> Maybe Mr. Lambert rather, not Sister Donna. <laughs> Yeah. If you were in this area, this was the hot spot. They used to call this place Spot 7. Yeah, hot. Hot, 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 hot. So, it is even a miracle that this place would turn to become or turn into a church. It, it was a miracle. Yeah. It was a miracle. And it continues to be a church. It's those, those who know here, I remember somebody came from Trinidad many years ago. I don't know what it was, Maylene. It's not Maylene. She said she grew up somewhere around West La Penitence or somewhere. And she used to go to school. Somewhere. They used to walk through here to go home to South, somewhere. She said this place was bush. And nobody liked using this road. And so she said that when she learned, that the church, because she got to know me in Trinidad. I used to go to Trinidad, and then that's how she, oh, I'm the pastor here and all of that. So when she learned that the church is in, was on Freeman Street in East La Penitence, she said, no, that, that must be a small church. <laughs> then one day she came home for holidays, and she decided to visit the church, and she came, and there were people. After church, she came to tell me that she's surprised because she never thought that anybody would come to church in this place. Because this place is a very bad, dangerous place. Do you feel that it's a bad place? I don't feel it at all. But there are things around places. And so you have to understand that this place is always going to be there. I remember the day I walked down the steps in my bishopric apparel in 2017. Five years ago, I walked down, came to this stage here. I mean, a lot of things have happened right here. You know, so coming here brings a lot of memories. Police have harassed me here in this church. I tell you, I've had encounter with demons from the Red Range, the Blue Range, the White Range, the Pink Range, right here. Cockroach Street, all the demons in this area. I know a girl who lives not so far from here. She is the gang, the gang leader, like um, Shorty used to be the B -B Gaza queen in school. That girl, you know Shorty was a gang leader in school? Don't worry, she's she looking nice now. Don't worry, she. When she was little, she was a bad girl. Yeah. 
Carrie should come to my house. Let me tell her some, some hot stories. <laughs> Old people are around. <laughs> yeah, the girl doesn't live far from here. She was controlled about six girls. I tell you. They came one evening to this church to come and disturb the service. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy at all. We had a very good time. I tell you. About six of them, they were all moving around. After the, I mean, the service wasn't even over yet. I told the people, share the grace and go. They said they won't go. They want to see movie. <laughs> yeah. And then that night, one particular girl, I think the mother was, was in one of the islands or somewhere. The, the Red Range people called the mother. And they sent their aunties or some relatives to come to the church because somebody told them that something happening to the, the, the child in the church. They came at the gate. Hey! Came to, they want to take the girl away. They said the girl shouldn't come to the church again. So this is a very, very unique place. A lot of things. Like I'm telling you, we came here in 2007. And then in 2020 is when I moved to the West Bank. Really. So it's about what? 13 years of operation here. There's no other location uh, that I have spent years there than here. So this place must be the heartbeat, the heat, the, the, the center of a lot of exciting things, a lot of positive things. <laughs> Hallelujah. We owe it to the legacy here to continue doing the things that we have done here. And so I, I think it's very important to share with you about uh, Numbers chapter 11. Um, verse 10. So if you are here, you've come into something that is precious and you need to understand it and, and hold on dear to it. Are you with me? Many of you are young and all of that. Some of you are old. But you have to understand. Malachi. Yeah? It's from here. I have, you know, I have I have changed the life of most schemers than any church that ever started here. Most of my pastors are from the scheme. Yeah? God has given them a good life. Some are appreciative, some are not appreciative. <laughs> but God brought me here to do a lot of things for the people in this area. So when you come into an environment like this, you have to know how you behave yourself. There's a legacy here. So we will, we, will, we will look at you against, that is the benchmark. Are you Malaka Ray? Are you Ray too? You can't do five subjects. Though. I don't know where your mother got that story from. Yeah? You never do five subjects in this church. Never. Never. It's like you want one child. What about if the child goes mad? What happened to you? You are childless. So we never write five subjects. Nobody writes five, five subjects in this church. Yeah, you want, is it the easy way out you want to? I don't know why I, I remembered your subject. There's a legacy here. I remember when Jojo, was it Jojo? Jojo was my first decent school uh, girl. Yeah, all my church members are from Ascension, from back school, from David Rose. Then she's the only one who comes to the Bishop's High School uniform. Hey, and I see her coming, I get excited. I say, At least there's one important girl in my church. Yes, I followed one boy, uh, Raim, to Ascension to beg for him to go back to school. Yeah. Yeah, he's out there doing nonsense. Yeah. There are a lot of things that have happened here. So, you guys, Giovanni, there are things that you have to, you have to, you have to listen a lot and rise up. Christian. Are you there? You become very popular now. You used to be very quiet. Your brother was more popular than you. Now he's left politics, so he's not popular anymore. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, guys. So it's important to understand that you are going to be measured always. You see, when, when you have children and one does well, okay, or one of the children, maybe the older one does well, the, the, the younger ones are always insulted as to the standard of the first one. Is, is that not so? If the first child, every first child raises the banner. If the first child doesn't raise the banner, it's even very bad because when the second one comes to raise it, then the first one is always being spoken against. 
And so Hebron and Islam, La Peritans, is always going to be the big sister, big brother, even though I am not here uh, preaching all the time. Because of the examples and achievements that have come through here, you get it? That if we should hear anything that is not positive, we will always measure it against our achievement. This is the same place that Joyan killed my sister sheep. You remember? Yeah. She killed 60, 60. Yeah. Martin Curry, right? She didn't invite us to. Oh, my sister, sheep. Yeah. Mrs. Harry, are you there? You're not smiling again. Why? What happened to you? Good bite to you? You eat, you eat me sheep and good bite you on top of that. Okay. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah. So there are so many memories here. Uh, and so I want to, you know, take you through this very quickly tonight. Um, I've told um, Reverend Ralph that by the grace of God, I want to come here, I mean, maybe twice every month or once every month. Yeah? Yeah, I want to try and do that. Try and do that. Yeah. Because we, we have to cherish. We have to cherish. When, when your parents leave a... Uh, 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 an inheritance for you. you. You don't run it down, isn't it? You make sure that it's intact. I mean, yeah. A lot of this happened to you. <laughs> Ned, you got married here. No, you, your wedding was four couples. Yeah. Four. Mr. Salome also got married here. Lots of like four couples too. Three couples. One day, three couples got married here. The demons you've cast out from the cover room. <laughs> hey, I tell you, even these speakers that you see here, it's Reverend Larry who gave it to the church. One day people came here and they said the speakers belong to them. Yeah, some group that he used to work with, they said the speakers is for them. We are coming to collect the speakers. All kinds of things we have been through here. <laughs> Amen. In verse 10 of Numbers chapter 11, the Bible says that, and Moses had all the families standing in the doorways of their tents, whining. They are whining, eh? complaining. I'm using the New Living Translation, if you have that. And the Lord became extremely angry. And uh, Moses was also very aggravated. And Moses said to the Lord, why are you treating me, your servant, so harshly? Have mercy on me. What did I do to deserve the burden of all these people? The Bible goes on to say, did I give birth to them? Did I bring them into the world? Why did you tell me to carry them in my arms like a mother carries a nursing baby? How can I carry them to the land you swore to give their ancestors? Where I am supposed to where am I supposed to get meat for all these people? They keep whining to me, saying, give us meat to eat. I can't carry all these people by myself. The load is far too heavy. If this is how you intend to treat me, just go ahead and kill me. <laughs> people have different problems, though. Yeah. Some people don't have money, and they are depressed. Moses has been chosen as a man of God. And he has millions of people following him. And he wants to die because of the people. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah, some people are studying land. Some people are studying man, woman, all kinds of things. He said, just go ahead and kill me. Do me a favor and spare me this misery. Then the Lord said to Moses, gather before me 70 men who are recognized as elders and leaders of Israel. Bring them to the tabernacle to stand there with you. And the Bible says in verse 17, and I will come down and I'll talk to you there. I will take some of the spirit that is upon you and I will put the spirit upon them also. They will bear the burden of the people along with you so you will not have to carry it. Alone. Very interesting scripture here that we have been using for many, many years. Brother Joshua Chalmers, before your mother even conceived you, 
Your mother used to come here, nice, nice, single, single girl. Nice, nice girl. The one that she came with big belly. It was you. <laughs> I remember. The Shunammite woman. Whose bucket of rice is never empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't know that, you should learn from her. Yeah, nice big boy now. Dancing and doing. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. That's how many people don't believe in abortion. Because of things like this. Because, I mean, I was here. You went, I don't know where you were when, when I came here. You were 14 years. And then somewhere, you started growing your mother's stomach. I don't know where you came from. I look at you. Nice boy. Hey, so if, she had been, if he had been thrown away, I mean, you won't get a dancer. That's how when people, no matter if he's raped, whatever they say, they'll still have, they won't throw away. They don't believe in abortion. Because you don't know how the child is going to turn out. Isn't it, Joshua? It's beautiful. Are you there? Now, the Bible says that I will take some of the spirit that is upon you and I will put the spirit upon them also. Now, if you were to divide the verse into two, immediately he goes on to say, after I put the spirit upon them, he doesn't say anything much. All that he says is that they will bear the burden of the people along with you. And it's, it's so summarized and it's so condensed. But there's a lot to say about this verse because what, what is God trying to say? Does it mean that when he took the spirit and he put the spirit on them, is it, is it then now that they are able to do the work or be, be able to handle uh, uh, the work to, to stand with Moses? Is it now then that Moses' problems is going to be solved? That is what the, the, the next sentence is, 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 is suggesting. That they will bear the burden of the people along with you. Why? Because I will take some of the spirit that is upon you and I'll put the spirit upon them. I remember when the Lord told me to go into the presence of, you know, a man of God. And I was thinking, I, 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 after I went to the presence of the man of God, I, I was just wondering, what is this whole thing about? And I remember this verse. You see, there's something that happens when you are in the presence of a man of God. Many people don't understand. You see, that is why we should never allow this God, mostly these idiots, to say anything about any man of God. I don't know if you... We can go to London for free, but you know how you make jokes around here. Because those people feel that they are all that. With all their things that they are doing privately in their lives. There are jokes and there are jokes. There are things you don't make jokes about. And if we don't learn, and there are so many people who see things like that, and they'll laugh. Because nobody gave you the permission to put their picture on Facebook and write something about it. You don't have that right. You are not God. You, you have to learn these things. You want to say something about somebody? You can, if you want to, if, if, you see, if you were in America, you, those nonsense will never happen. Right now, you yeah. and and I hope that I hope that he will see it and see this guy. I'll go to court and support him. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, you have to understand that Guyana is, is it, with all the things that are going on in Guyana. Guyana is still not a good place spiritually. People are coming in with the oil. You see, they say a free visa to London, but what you don't understand is that British Airways is beginning direct flights between Guyana and England. So people are going to the plane. If they don't allow us to travel visa free, who's going to jump on the plane? Because how do you get visa? How many people do you think are going to go all that long way? I remember when, when they moved their embassy to, to uh, um, Jamaica. When you want a visa, you have to go to some uh, company somewhere. They take your passport and the Federal Express it to Jamaica for a visa. How many Guyanese will want to put themselves through that to go to London for what? For holiday to go and spend money in your country? To go to a place and spend pounds? Pounds is very high. So if you are going to bring your aeroplane from Gatwick or Heathrow or Stansted or London City, airport to bring it to uh, Chedi Jagan International Airport. 
you have to make the, you have to make way for the people to be able to come into the minibus. So it's not like they like us or we are any good people. It's our money they're looking for. And you become so excited that now you're using a man of God as a joke with all of this thing. When you, you have all kinds of things about you. And, and that, you see, why, why are we saying this? It's not, you see, many people don't understand that. If somebody does anything bad, that is not something to rejoice over. You see, many people don't have that revelation. It is pride and ignorance that makes you think that if somebody has done something wrong, that you talk about them because you are better. It's, it's ignorance. We are, we, are, we are watching you too. We are, we are watching you. We are looking at you too. We are watching. We are, we are watching. You too. We are watching. When you come on stage, we are also watching what mistakes you also make. A lady in our church came to me and said, Bishop, I see my daughter and somebody getting so close. I said, lady, what's your problem? Your daughter can't get close to nobody. So I'm just concerned. That's what are you concerned about? When you chose the one you chose, did anybody tell you they were concerned? <laughs> because people have made some choices and now they are praying that their children don't make the same choices. But remember, like mother, like daughter, like father, like son, most of the time they will make the same choices you made. Yeah, to your dissatisfaction. It runs in the genes. Are you there? So, there's a spirit that we need to get from every ministry. And, and when you look at the churches in Guyana, that is something that we need. The people who follow Jesus, they, they didn't, there was nothing to, Peter, Peter, after a while, Peter said, Charlie, John, James, what's going on here? <laughs> like, we just move about and we just sleep anywhere. I got wife, you know. I got wife for mine. This Jesus, like, he did for nothing. <laughs> So one day he asked Jesus that this following that we've left everything to come and follow you, what, what is in it for us? What are we going to get? He asked Jesus. It was his concern. And so you see that people are programmed to follow people because they can get something from them. And when they can't get something from you, then they don't follow you. But Jesus said, if you get something from me, you have to come after me. You have, to, you have to seek me first. You have to love me. You have to want me. You have to be around me. And when you can do that, then everything else you want will happen later. So if I have food, if I have anything to offer, I want to give it to somebody who is genuine. Because a rich man has many friends. And you never know who is genuine. When you have money or when you have something to offer, you see people are around. And you say, hey, everybody's coming. Yeah, what did you say? What can I do for you? You wait when you don't have anything. When you call, say, who are you calling? Rest yourself. Then people start insulting you because now you don't have anything. And so there's a spirit that we need in the churches here in Guyana. And even in our church as, as a denomination, we need a spirit. And, and there is a spirit of every ministry. So, so that's basically my message for you tonight. What it means to catch the spirit of the ministry. There's a spirit. There's a way we have been conducting ourselves. There's a way that we have been doing things. That we must continue to do it. And so this here tells you that when the 70 elders, and I was even saying something that I didn't finish, that being in the presence of a man of God, a lot of things happen. Come on. You don't understand. People don't know if you go around somebody a lot that there are things that passes on from that person to you. Automatically. Automatically. And so sometimes you don't even have to make any much effort. Just be there. Just be there. Because the Bible said that God wanted to take something from Moses and give it to the 70 elders. Thank you. How did he do it? He called Moses and the 70 elders together in one place. It tells you that Moses and the 70 elders in one place could cause 
something to happen. And that something is Moses' spirit leaving him and then going on to the 70 people. It means that if you come into my presence, there's also a possibility that there's something about me and on me that can also come upon you. And that is valid for any man of God. So when you see people who are serious in ministry or want to do ministry, who don't go around their leader a lot, that's why you see that they fall away and they fall off. Should I see it again? <laughs> Acts chapter 10. When Peter went to Cornelius' house to preach, the Bible says, while Peter yet spake these words, Acts 10 and verse 44, the Holy Spirit fell on those that heard his word. That's the second scripture for, for me to prove to you that in the presence of a man of God, spiritual things take place. Words that they're speaking. You see, so when you don't like to go into the presence of a man of God, you are actually depriving yourself of spiritual deposits. While Peter yet spake these words, as Peter was speaking, as if they were just there gaffing and chatting, then in the spirit realm, the Holy Spirit de descends from heaven and comes and falls on all the people in Cornelius' house. Who were hearing him speak. You'd be surprised that there's something happening right now as I'm, as I'm speaking. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. That is why, I mean, like after today, you, 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 you get some different energy. You see the Sunday you'll be here. And the next week you'll be here. You, you, you will not understand. But something happened while you were hearing me preach and speak. That's what God told Moses. He said, bring the 70 elders and let them come and be with you. When they come and be with you, I know what I'll do. They don't have to see anything. But what I'll do will make them become people who are qualified enough to stand with you. Are you there? In the book of Acts, I can show you another scripture there. The Bible says, in Acts chapter 1. Hey, where are you? Jack, where are you? He said, I am here, isn't it? He used to play that game when we were kids. Jack, where are you? I am here. Jack, where are you? And he'll be hiding. Did you play that game? Lizzo, you didn't play that game. You didn't, play, you didn't do that in Guyana. Okay. <laughs> Acts chapter 1. Verse 21. Acts chapter 1 and verse 21. The Bible says, so now, this is when they were trying to find somebody to replace Judas. So, what I'm trying to introduce to you here is that there's something called the spirit of a ministry. And, and it, it, it takes place or it distributes itself in the presence of the person who carries the spirit. So if, 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 you, if you need the spirit upon somebody, upon somebody, you have to be around them. That is why there are people, Giovanni, if Beyonce comes here, if it's one $50,000 a ticket, they'll buy and go. Why is Malachi smiling? I'm sure he will go also. The way he's smiling. You, you, like, you like girls? You like Beyonce? You like Beyonce? You don't like Beyonce? No. I was here one day and then I think Barry, was it Barry White? This guy with a deep voice. Some Barry something. Barry Salmon? It's Barry Salmon. Is that same guy? <laughs> Barry White never came. It's Barry Hammond. He's some singer. Oh, Lord. It seems like, oh, come and see. Even my church members went to the, to the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, No, they said, there's a Barry Hammond coming here. Ah, I take him my tight. I go in and buy a ticket. I chop my tight. I'm going. 
Because they love and adore the person so much that the person can't come around and they are not in the person's presence. Even if it's afar. Even if it's afar. That is why you can even see some people who normally don't come to church here. Because they heard that I'm coming. They are here. You, 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 you understand? Because the, the, the person is such that the presence of the person, there's something about the presence of the person. And you have to learn that. You have to understand that. It's something you need to understand. That as long as, unless you don't admire and you don't love the person, when you hear the person is here, you are there. Because in that person's presence, things from that person, it, it releases into the atmosphere. Whether good or bad. Whether good or bad. Whether good or bad. That's why Skeng or whatever, when he came here. You, you, you see the things that, that happened? That is the spirit he carries. And so if you go into the presence of that spirit, then those things now begin to manifest. And the children who went to the concert takes it to the school. That's why this guy, this Malcolm guy, when some demons were attacking him, people were asking pastors to come and help. I said, me, he should die and go to hell. Now I hear he believes in some pandit or some, some, some god, something, something he's talking about. I will not waste my prayer. Ha. You, you die. There are some people, they have, to, they have to learn it the hard way. You have to leave them to learn it the hard way. To understand it. That there's a spirit that this ministry carries. And if, you, if you love me, if you, if you admire me, if you, if you appreciate my life and ministry, my presence is something. My presence has something. My presence contains something that you should, you, should, you should not avoid. If you avoid it, you see, if you have the spiritual life and you are not making sure you are getting stronger in it, it doesn't make sense. Should I say it again? You can't choose this life and not want to get better in this life. I know people who wake up early in the morning. Many of my church members don't do that. Many people wake up in the morning and they go to housing for him. They can go every day looking for land. And sometimes by the end of the week or at the end of the month, they get their land. Many of my church members don't do that. They want land to come from heaven. You have to force, you have to want to be in a certain presence for certain things. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? So understand that, that there's a spirit that works with us. And that's the spirit of God. And that spirit, that's see, let me tell you something. When I was preaching in Samaria, the first time we encountered a butterfly. Right? This, this, I'm saying this because it happened. It's not something basically. I was preaching, I was preaching. And the first time, I don't know what I, I was wearing. But a butter, butterfly. It was color, color behind me. There, was, there, there, were two, there were two occasions. There was one with a brown. There was the first one. That one, we didn't, we didn't understand butterflies in those days. But it's the first encounter where I was preaching a butterfly was. Just, it was just around me like that. And of course, if you're in Samaria, the place has a lot of bush. So butterfly, it's not any strange thing. Then, I think it was after the trip that the, the, the other one happened. Then we went to Maria. I told my people, I said, we are driving to Maria. So, why not? We'll go. So, four of us, myself, uh, um, Reverend Leary, Reverend, Reverend Ralph, and um, who? Reverend Calvin. We said, we drove our cars. We had some, uh, some limes who came to sit in our vehicles. And we took off. Took off around 4 a.m. We said, we are going to Madia. Hey! It's not a joke. I mean, I've been to Letem, I've been to Madia, but I didn't know Madia the way I got to know it whilst we drove ourselves. When we turn off Mabura, then I realize that hey, there's a road, there's water. Where do you pass? Our first challenge, we had to get out, take a stick, go and feel 
which part is there. Then say, okay, this side. And even you can see this, how the sweet buys. He said, after the first encounter, people took off their clothes. Because the way people were dressed up for Madia, it's like, <laughs> you dress up for Madia? You need short pants. <laughs> you need a vest. And nothing, no slipper, nothing. Yeah, sweet one, sweet boy. <laughs> ah, we have pictures. People in their boxer shorts and their singlet, vest. <laughs> we, underestimate, we underestimated the trip. But something happened on the way. As, as we even got to these difficulties, I, I was the one leading the convoy. And I, 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 you see this butterfly? It was a blue and black butterfly who fly in front of the driving mirror like that, the windscreen like that. And then you go into the, the bush. And then after, if you go about two minutes, then you see he'll pass again. And so we stopped somewhere. I don't know why it was there. The, 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 when we got stuck. It was when we got stuck. Then I, I brought up. I brought it up. Then everybody said, oh, they also saw a blue and white also doing the same thing in front of the vehicle they were sitting inside. Just hey, what's this? Then we went on a hill and we got stuck. There was a huge truck. About, I don't know, about 20 tires or so. Loaded. In the middle of the road. Stuck. It can't move. We don't know the place. So when we got there, you could go to the left or you could go to the right. And the left was, you know, next to like a little the hill like that. And then the right, because of the big truck, that's it, the whole valley. So you don't want to try that side. So the, the, most, the most realistic place to choose was the left side. So I said, okay, I was a big man, so let me go first. And I, I tried. When I tried going, I got stuck. And as I, I tried to reverse, then the car, as I'm going back, the car is going to the side and it went to hit the, the, the hill like that. Then I couldn't move the scratch. Hey! We forced And then, so come back. You know how when things happen to you, everybody has something to say. Come back, go forward, stand here. Hey, what are you doing? This, that. Somebody said you can't go reverse. If they had advised you to go reverse the first time, I would have come out of it. I struggled. Ah. Anytime you say you're moving, it goes to hit the My car goes to hit the hill like that. My heart would jump. So, oh, my car. <laughs> and G was right there on my side. And it was his side that was hitting the, the side of the wall like that. So he couldn't, he couldn't open his door at all. Then I managed to reverse and then we tried again. We went a little close to the big truck and then did somebody pull me or I managed? I managed. I managed. Then the next car came and got stuck. Then I, I pulled many of them. Then as we were doing all of this, some buses will come. They will just come and do and then they will go. Then we, look, we stand and we look at them like a movie. Then, as they go there, then, of course, all of them come and they talk, man, this, that, say, your tires are not good. Why are you drive there? Everybody has something to say. So, as we're trying to pull each other, you know, one by one, and all of them who pass, at the point, they decide to leave us. Then a guy who was wearing a three-quarter pants with no shirt, and there's no belt, so he was holding the pants like that. <laughs> and he had no slippers, nothing on, bare feet. He stayed to make sure that all four of us were out. And then he said, we don't know the place, so we should follow him. Because the place, they warned us about, when we cross the river, there's a river we're going to cross. When you cross it, there's a hole that is, I think about, <laughs> maybe the, the height of this banner. And we shouldn't use that road. So, we said, ah, so which other road should we use? Now, the interesting thing is that the guy, the bus driver, he was, he was carrying goods. The bus he was driving was blue and black. The color of the butterfly. From there, we didn't see any butterfly again. And he had taken one of his seats and it was on top of the bus. It was blue and white. 
That is how we got to Madia. We were just behind him. If he goes through a hole, we all go through a hole. <laughs> if he goes through a water, we all go through water. Because the amount of water bodies he goes through, if we were, it would have taken us two days to get to Madia. Because when we get there, we have to stop and, and, and feel where to pass. He would just... In fact, it was when we were returning that we, we realized that there's a place called Tiger Hill. We didn't even see it. A very steep hill that you can easily come back as you are driving up. That he took us there in the night and we didn't even see anything. And it was raining. And I was behind him. And before I realized, I would see Reverend Larry is, is, is at the behind him. And he will stop somewhere. And you get to him and say, brother, where, where are the people there? The guy, follow me. The guy, follow me. They're coming. They're coming. Hey. That's how we got to Maria. Then we realized that the bus was the angel, was the butterfly God sent ahead of us. <laughs> Hallelujah. We have a picture of it. So, one of, one of our Trovisia managed to take a picture of the butterfly. You have to zoom into the picture to see the blue and black butterfly. And then they took a picture of me when I was wearing the brown. I was wearing a brown, black top like that. And then as I was preaching, a brown and black butterfly right there in Samaria came and just landed on my hand like that. Then they took a picture. And one day the Lord told me that he uses butterflies to guide me. I tell you, it's beautiful. Now, you go, you Google butterfly. You Google, what, 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 I just want to know about butterflies. You see some things that are very interesting about what butterflies are, even though they are not mentioned in the Bible. So I'm saying that there's something here, there's something with us, there's something God has given us that transfers, that moves around, that, that affects other people. But you have to be in the presence so people who don't come for meetings are not likely to be the same as us. In Acts chapter 1, verse 21. So now we must choose a replacement for Judas. So that's the thing. Okay, so we need a pastor in Georgetown. Or we need a pastor in Pearl. We need a pastor in Samaria. Who should we choose? Well, brother, brother Joshua Chalmers is a nice guy. You know, He's been in the church for many years. You know? But, you know, he, he doesn't come for all night. Sunday service, he comes when he feels like. Then we have Rashawn Johnson. I mean, he comes, comes, he's there. Tuesday service, is there. Impartation, is there. Sunday night, outreach, is there. The Bible says that they were looking for somebody to replace Judas. And it's very interesting, the criteria they used. They said, let us find a, a, a replacement for Judas. From among the men who were with us, the entire time we were traveling with the Lord Jesus. Entire time. Not, not, not somebody who had to go and bury a grandmother and come back. Because that season will make you miss something that others will not miss. So it disqualifies you from being elevated or promoted. Are you listening to something? In other words, Jesus chose 12 people. Thank you. He chose 12 people. And we know Jesus. He's the son of God. If we are going to choose, because we are not Jesus, we have to use something that is as close to perfection as possible. Sakala, are you here? Should I say what I'm saying again? That is why in a Jewish uh, 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 custom and, and uh, tradition, if I marry a woman and I die, she can't marry somebody else. My brother should marry her. Because my, my brother is, is close to me. It's like my brother would treat her just like I would treat her. That's how the Jewish custom was. Yeah. If a man marries a woman, and the man dies. It's the man's brother who marries the widow, takes the wife of his late brother. Why didn't the custom or their forefathers say, you know what, let the woman go find another man somewhere? 
Because the treatment, Jada, are you here? It's bedtime already. Don't worry, I'll close just now. The, the, the treatment that the lady is going to or is supposed to uh, continue to enjoy can only come from somebody who, who was close to the, the one he was married to. Am I, am I, am I, are you getting it? Should I go to the side here? You, you, looks like you don't understand what I'm talking about. Are you getting what I'm saying? Olivia, are you following? Oh, you're thinking social studies. <laughs> Mr. Herman. Is it Herman or Herman or what's the name again? Hormon. 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 <laughs> it's confusing though. I have to see the spelling so I can do it my, my own way. Roach, are you there? Are you following what I'm saying? Are, are you twin? Are you a twin? Or you're just sisters? Are you sisters? Okay, but it's what? It's a uniform. Oh, okay. Hey, you look like sisters. Airport stars. Where's the plane? Oh, the Taliban guy took it away. Uh, yeah, he went back to Islamabad, <laughs> Palestine. <laughs> Karis's cousin. <laughs> I'm saying that perfection, all right, thank you, sir. Perfection in choices is linked to somebody who is close to the person you want to replace. So, if Mr. Mr. Clement, Sister Donna's husband, is no more there, and we want to continue taking good care of Sister Donnet, we need, we have to find Mr. Clement, Mr. Uh, uh, is it Clement? It's Clement, right? We have to find his brother. Not, not another man Sister Donnet feels like he, she like. Why? Because we want to continue, unless you don't want to continue what the, 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 the former husband has been doing. Then you change because that be, it means that your life is going to change because this, another person with another spirit is coming along. So if you want to marry again, you got to find Michael's brother. <laughs> you see, in our terms now, it will be, oh, how? How I could my, marry me, me, me brother-in-law? But that was what the Jewish custom was. That is how the Jewish custom was. And it wasn't like, oh, let me just bring her to come and stay, bring her to come and stay in my house and I'll just buy food for her. And you have to have sex with her. You have to touch her, Bobby. You have to do everything. Because that was a good that your brother was doing to her. So you must continue in the good. You are the right candidate for the next good. That is how they used to choose successes. That is why in my culture back in Ghana, you don't choose your son to be your successor. You choose your sister's son. Yes, because that one is my sister. So whether she's a dangle or not, is she baby? But my wife, I can't know whether it's me or not. Maybe when I went in, I said it was me. She was already conceived. I was just watering the seed. thinking that is me. <laughs> so the individual coming out is not my blood. It's my wife's blood and the other guy's blood. Then I give my whole inheritance to him. He's a stranger. So our forefathers sat down and said, no, 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 no. The true blood is your sister. Whether your sister is a dangle or cheetah or whatever, it's your sister's blood in that baby. So it is your sister's son. That's your genuine heir. Because when you are going to replace or succeed something, you must have something in common with the person you are going to replace. I'm talking about the spirit of the ministry. If you are going to rise up, Salomon, if you're going to be the, the choir leader or cedar or whatever, tree, Lebanon, whatever it is, if you're going to succeed, you, you, the replacement, you, you see, you have a choir because we had a choir here. We don't really have like a choir in Samaria because we have not created a choir. For obvious reasons. Are you with me? And so, if we are going to enjoy what we have enjoyed all these 17 years, we will have to have this. If God is going to 
put you in line with the things that he's been helping me to do. You will have to have what I have. You have to have some commonality with me. Yes. He says, somebody who has been with us the entire time. Because, like I was establishing, as you have been around, things have been dripping off the leader into you. It's been dropping. It's been dropping. So it's not difficult to choose. If uh, Joel and Herman, even the name God we can't mention well, Herman, Joel, uh, why do you even bring Herman? It's Joel. Why are you saying that? Are you, do you like Joel? Is he your favorite? Are you being uh, uh, partial? Are you being, no, 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 no. Joel has been there the entire time. Whilst Herman has been driving car and he didn't get time with nobody. <laughs> that is what qualifies you to replace, to receive something valuable in the presence of God. The spirit comes upon people who are, who qualify because they have the same thing. Entire time. Because as you are around, something falls on you. So, ladies and gentlemen, meetings. Understanding campaign is coming Tuesdays. I said you should come to some area. Don't joke with that. I mean, even if I were you. Even if, if Reverend Ralph's preaching is not nice. At least Tuesday, come and hear me preach. You let's say his preaching is not nice. I don't like how Reverend Ralph is preaching. No problem. Every Tuesday, all of us are supposed to meet in Samira. Why don't you come? So you eat, uh, uh, eat Bora Sunday and Wednesday. Come and eat nice chowming on Tuesday night. <laughs> if, if, that is what, if that is what you want to say. Yeah, nice table, four-course meal with dessert and coffee and mint. When you finish, there's mint in your mouth. You are going with mint in your mouth. But if you say, oh, George Sanders, and then you, you take yourself out. You are removing yourself from a place where the good spirit can affect your life. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. And so, I will, I will, I will leave you here. I, I, I will want to continue uh, the next time I come uh, to speak more about how, how to catch the spirit. How to catch it. It's something you need to do. God spoke to me about catching the spirit. He said, people don't catch. He said, people don't catch at all. Ralph, he said, people don't catch. And, and you, you believe it because when Eli, Elisha told Elijah, I want the spirit, he said, you asked for a very difficult thing. It's a hard thing. But to have people like that is not an easy thing. To have boys growing up like this, never thief. I mean, Malachi, I hear you don't go to school every day. It's a spirit. It's a West Lafayette spirit. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's people that don't, don't go to school every day. So the church now is like a first aid or the hospital God gives you. It's like a drip. It's like saline that God puts into your veins to try and jack you up. Jack you up. So when you wake up in the morning, you don't want to go to school. It's like, remember you're a Christian. Remember you go to church. Remember you're this. Go. It's jacking you up. Giving you energy. Giving you some nutrients and some minerals and some sugar in your system. But some people take the drip. They take the cell and they take it off. They say, you bore, you bore me hand too much. Me hand getting too bore. You can't find the vein. Rest yourself. Then you die. That is what the church is. It's like saline. The spirit of a ministry. I tell you, God has blessed us with a beautiful ministry. He has blessed us with a beautiful ministry. And we need to have the beauty in the church affect everybody's life. Affect everybody's life. Yeah. I was looking at my boy, Pastor Joshua, and his girlfriend's picture the other day. Do you have it? Nice picture. Do you have uh, Pastor Joshua and his girlfriend's picture? How many seconds will it take? Because I'm finished. I'm closing. How many seconds will it take you? Two seconds. Joey, have you seen the uh, picture? You've seen it? You're sure? Have you shown it to your mother? Mommy has not seen it. She, ha she has? Yeah. Sure. They're having a big wedding in December. You wait and see. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you finding it? Should I close? Is it coming? I see something, I don't know who you're talking. What are you talking? You're showing us the thing? 
She didn't tell me nothing. When I see it, I said, wow. This is beautiful. Because Pastor Joshua, you see, he has tattoo on. You have tattoo, isn't it? He has tattoo on his body. Tattoo on his chest. How did you know it's on his chest? You saw it. <laughs> yeah, Pastor Joshua has tattoo. He used to wear earrings. Yeah. When Prophet came here 2015 for the camp, it was after the camp that he, some a spirit entered into the congregation. And he said he wants to go to Bible school. And he went. He used to ask me whether I believe he can make it. I said, Josh, you can make it. Look. This is not nice as the one I see here. When I saw that, I said, man, this is nice. This is nice boyfriend and girlfriend. Beautiful. Joey, are you jealous? Where is he? You're not jealous. Okay. <laughs> I don't worry. Oh, not right now. Okay, all right. <laughs> Beautiful. When I see it, this, this is what staying in a church can do. It's a sailor, know. Make sure you stretch your, your hand like that. Say, please prick me. Even if it's blood, you prick and put the saline inside. Because I'm going to transform. It's, it's going to affect me. Charlie, why do you need saline? Because you're weak. And you need, sometimes people just go to Georgetown just to take saline and come out. That's how important saline is. Hey there. So the environment. So Josh went to Bible school. He did very well. He's come back. And he came back and said, you should stay here. Reverend Larry, big man. He used to live here. Yeah, this was his home. He had a house in Lamaha Springs. But he was staying here. Sleeping here. Oh, you don't know. Lady Pastor Abigail. You used to also live here at a point. Yeah, she said, uh, he said, Reverend, then he said, I sleep good in a church than when I sleep on my own bed in my house. I said, no problem. I don't know how you used to live here, where you used to put hang her panties. I don't know. But she used to be here. There's no kitchen. There's nothing. She used to live here. When Josh came, I said, Josh, stay in the church. And he, he stayed. Even though when I'm looking for him, he's always in sound. He stayed. <laughs> him to go back to school. He has good CIT results. He should go to, go to TI and do surveying. He said yes. And he went. And then he was joking at a point. So he missed some things. And I told him to do it again. He said, oh, they say next year. I said, go to the school and find out. And he went. It wasn't like next year, next year. He had a chance to do it. And he did it. And he's finished and he's passed his exams. Yes, and, and he doubted he was asking me, yeah. Say I know. Daddy, he was asking me, he wants to continue. What do I think? I said, continue. Civil engineering, go do it. Because as he's moved a bit among the surveying people and the gadgets and the things, you see, when you see these people on the road looking through the you know, microscope or camera or something they call it. Look into that's the type of thing. The last time he had to, he went to Madia for a few days. They went, were going to do a road. He went with them. Tiger Hill, the same Tiger Hill. If, I, if there's no Tiger Hill, at least he knows the Tiger Hill. And, and after going to the environment, he feels like he should continue. A TI is not enough. He should, should go to university. And that's the, I tell you, this Adam boy that you are with, he's, he's doing capo. He's not a school dropout. This same I don't want you to be jumping up. He has brains, oh. <laughs> he's at keep. Yeah, he says when he finished, he was telling me you get associate degree or something new that I don't even know about. That spirit must flow through you all. Receive the same line. Yes. You know, you have to. Because let me tell you, if men can't educate themselves and go high, there's no hope for them. 
And for many of you, this is saline. Because your fathers, your homes, your environment, nobody can tell you these things. The things that I tell you in the church, nobody tells you that. Oh. You turn your face. You suck your teeth. You can't tell me though. No, you can't tell me though. It's only here we tell you the things that you hear. And it takes some boldness to tell you the things we tell you in the church. That's how we even get vexed when we say it. In your house, nobody can tell you the things we tell you. It's true. Yes. It's true. So let it affect you. Have examples around. What a guy. Go to school every day. Wake up in the morning. Go to school. Don't worry about your mother. Don't worry about your mother. She's a boy. She's to me else. You wake up and go to school. Yeah. If she ain't got money for you, work. Yeah, we will start coming to their schools to look at their registers. We will start beating you in the church now. You know, we can beat you in the church. I'll bring Goldfinger. Yeah. Give you legs. Christian. Who is not a Christian anymore? You must allow the good things and the goodness in the church affect you. We want to see you one day like this. Nice boy. Nice girl. Yeah. And the girl is a virgin. I don't know about Pastor Josh, but the girl is a virgin. <laughs> it's like that. He has a tattoo, so you don't know. It's a virgin. Yeah. Got a nice virgin girl. But I don't know about him. I don't know about Joey. I don't know about Joey. <laughs> gentle Joey. He may look gentle, but you never know. <laughs> Stand to your feet, please. Put, give Jesus a big hand clap. We'll continue next time. Hallelujah. Ah, what a blessing. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your hands and thank God for tonight. For booking and more information on the ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on 592-691-5301 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. God richly bless you.